0: sports fans it's that time of the year where we make our predictions and see who's right in today's episode the phase one crew talks about the AFC East and we make our prediction my personal favorite is the Miami Dolphins but I'll let you guys tune into the rest of the show to figure out what the crew thinks thank you for always listening to phase one sports a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Southern Winery.
1: Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Cellars Winery, located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you wanna make great wine, use grapefruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods, allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big, bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, we truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting, natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. barharborcellars.com. That's barharborcellars.com. Select your favorite wine from our wine vault and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now, let's ship you over to the premier sports team on the stereo app, the phase one sports crew and to you, our guests and to the phase one team, we raise a glass and say salute. That's crazy. Hello. Yeah. I got kicked out my the show. I
0: don't
1: know
0: what happened. Gonna it just see. happened What's
1: to go? me.
2: Mm. All right. Well, guys, I mean, listen, the football season is, is right around the corner um, while we wait for PJ. Uh, we have two more months. It's been a long, long, it seems like it's it's been a long time. Uh, and it has. But we're, we're right around the corner. Uh, you know, training camp starts this month. The first preseason game is a month away. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited all right so let's
0: formally introduce the show thank you everybody for listening to phase one sports we've been going for way too long i think we didn't even get the chance to do a super bowl show to be honest maybe we did i just never uploaded it but we back the crew is back everybody's not here of course but we back phase one sports back in the building like brandon said the football season is not too far away training camp started at the end of this month i know i'm excited saeed is excited his, his jets is gonna be on hard knocks this year uh. but let me introduce the show we're doing the AFC East prediction show pretty much just talking about the four teams strictly in the AFC East we'll do one of these shows every other day or maybe once a week depending on the guy schedules but we'll just talk about every team in the division we all know Saeed is the residential Jets fan in the building um, our team is the Giants that's in the NFC East we'll get to them a little bit later in the month but Without further ado, let's get right to it, guys. So, AFC East, we know uh, the winner of that division last year was the Buffalo Bills. Um, Miami, they was in the postseason as well. They they got there with Tua, but we know Tua's health was crazy. He was always getting concussed. Um, and then the other two teams, I mean, the Jets made a run towards the end. They almost they had a chance, but I some would say one of the the worst quarterbacks in a long time. Um, with uh, what's his name? Dang, I forgot about the guy's name. Zach Wilson. <laughs> And then you got Bill Belichick and the Patriots, man. Like, they not the cream of the crops no more. Tom Brady left a while back. Uh, Mac Jones played horrible last year, but some could say that, you know, um, they didn't have an offensive coordinator. They bring in my guy, Billy O. I've been watching the old Hard Knocks when he was in uh, Houston. My guy, Billy O, back, trying to be the offensive coordinator. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um
1: Let's, let's start, start right start with there with this. let's start let's start right there with let's New with England. Yeah, let's Louis, what do you what do you what what do you think about Billy O and Mac Jones's relationship potentially, and and how how important is that relationship not only this year to the Patriots, but in the long term to Belichick? But but Kay, you know you know you know that relationship. You got Mac Jones, you got Billy O. What do you think? I think
0: it's very important. Um, this year I don't think the Patriots are going to be a factor in this division I mean they still have a lot of moves that could be made especially um, with something that you said in the group chat earlier a potential DeAndre Hopkins signing but even that to be honest won't even get them to the third best team in the division like this division is going to be very competitive guys uh, I think one of the things that keeps the Patriots alive is because they have a a, a very elite defense. Well, I would say maybe a step below elite. I wouldn't necessarily call them elite, but a really good defense. But like we said last year, they didn't have an offensive coordinator. I think uh, like my – like King calls him the pencil. was the And Joe, Joe Judge, who was a horrible head coach in New York. And both of these guys – I think Joe Judge was a special team coach prior to being the head coach at – the Giants, and then Patricia had a horrible stint with the Lions, and was a defensive coordinator when he was with Bill. It was just horrible. But you bring in a guy, um, Bill O'Brien, who was a head coach at Penn State, um, offensive coordinator with Tom Brady back in the day, uh, head coach at the Houston, Texas. So you bring in a guy who has offensive experience to help Mac Jones. But this is a make or break year for Mac Jones, because like we all like to say, and I think all of us have said this at one point quarterbacks in the league are not giving multiple multiple chances anymore it's either like by the third year you're either the guy or not i mean good thing for matt he was a first round pick so he's always going to have that first year options but there you know how new england runs and biggie you in that area you know how the fans are over there like listen we're used to winning like we was on top of this division for the last 12 to 13 years like this getting in fourth place is not it so i feel like billy o has to help matt progress as soon as possible or Mac is going to get the door. They're going to kick Mac, Mac out before they kick out Bill O'Brien.
2: No, I mean, I agree with what Kay said. Um, I, I don't really expect – this is a three-team race. Um, we know that. Um, New England is going to be – assuming how it will be a fourth place team in this division. Um, there's no shame in that when you look at the other three teams in this division. Um, I do believe Mac Jones is going to have a much better year, kind of similar to what we saw his rookie year, maybe slightly, you know, uh, under that, as far as his numbers is concerned, he'll have a much better year than what he had last year. Um, you know, having Bill O'Brien as the OC definitely helps. Uh, we know he knows about offense. We know that, um, they're going to run the football, which is something they love that they like to do. Um, we know about their receivers. They did they, they pick up Juju Smith and Devontae Parker, but that's nothing. They don't have any type of vertical threat in terms of any type of passing game that, you know, any of those teams in the division is going to fear, fear, you know, fear about, or any team for that matter. Um, I got New England probably winning at the least six games. At the most, if they get lucky, eight. And that's just off the strength of just Bill working his magic at times. But I, I just think that magic is starting to run out, I, I, you know, as we've seen year in and year out since Brady has been gone. Now, we did see that one year, which was two seasons ago, where they shocked everybody, I think, and made the playoffs and you know, obviously got, Anaya, you know, demolished by Buffalo in a wild card round. But they had a good season that year, which was something we didn't see. Um, but, uh, listen, this is not a playoff team. They'll be fourth place. Um, it's just not a good team. I mean, defensively, like I said, Bill will work his magic. They'll be more structured offensively. Uh, But you're going to see pretty much the same thing that you saw last year from them um, and the year prior to that, which was the year that Brady left, the same season that Brady left, which was the, you know, they they missed the playoffs. So this is a three-team race. I don't really have much to say about New England other than they'll finish fourth. They'll be competitive because all Bills teams have always been competitive. They're not going to lay down and quit. But when they play up against these three, and like I said, they're going to put up a battle as far as, like, for example, when they play the Jets, when they play Miami, when they play Buffalo, they'll put up a fight at least in the first half. But throughout the second half, you're going to – and this is both – I mean, throughout the second half, you're going to see, because, you know, division battles are always tough. But, you know, throughout the season, you're going to see, and throughout those games, these division games, you're going to see the talent margin between New England and the other three. It's going to be a wide gap, which we all see now. So with that being said – They'll finish fourth, and, and that, that, that's pretty much going to be it. I think Bill, at this point, as far as the future for the Patriots, Bill, to be to be honest, knows more than likely he's not winning another Super Bowl. Bill's just trying to get that by shoes as far as coaching wins. And that's if he's able to get that, and Rob, if Kraft allows him to stay there to get that. So, but other than that, I, I, this is fourth place for them.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they're, they're fourth in this division. It's not much needed to be said there. I mean, just the three teams—the Jets, Dolphins, and the Bills—they're just outright better than than the Patriots. Um, I actually always felt the Jets, uh, in terms of skill position groups, they were better than the Patriots last season. It's just that obviously the Jets didn't have a quarterback, and Bill Belichick took advantage of that. Um, you know, in in you know pretty much limiting Zach Wilson, but obviously now the Jets have Aaron Rodgers to go along with some really good young. Skill position group guys on both sides of the ball, led by Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson on the offensive side of the ball, and now you add Aaron Rodgers, you know, into the mix with a top five defense. That's that puts the Jets over the over the Patriots. The Miami Dolphins were always better better than the Patriots. You know, um, we've seen the Miami Dolphins uh, have had Bill Belichick's numbers number for a few years now, and you know they've got a very high octane offense. Their defense is stacked now. Uh, We expect them to be better. Um, The Bills, um, you know, the Bills are the Bills, right? You know, we all know they're the cream of the crop, even though I still, I I think they've regressed a little bit. But, you know, they're still the team to beat in the division. The the Dolphins and the Jets, they have, they've got something to prove in this division. Whereas the Bills, all they got to do is just pretty much maintain and, and try and find a way to sort of elevate themselves in that division. Um, but all we know and, and something that we can all agree on, because this is a very interesting way to start this show for the summer as we work through each division, each conference leading up to the NFL season. Um, I, I think this is a great way to start because, you know, I think we all agree. We can all safely agree that the Patriots will be last. I think this first, second and third is going to be interesting because people are going to, um, in this chat, Brandon might might pick the Dolphins to win the division. I'll pick the Jets to win the division. Maybe Biggie might pick the Bills. I think we're all going to have different maybe places for, for teams, you know, and um, I think that's where it gets interesting. But, uh, yeah, the Patriots, you know, as much as, you know, Bill Belichick's a great coach and he'll find a way to get the Patriots to be competitive, uh, I just think the AFC, they just have too much firepower. Not only... In the conference, but just in that division alone, you know, it's it's too much for the Patriots to handle.
4: All right, Wicked. What's your thoughts on the New England Patriots? Mm, man. Uh, well, I sent a message. Um, hopefully, you guys haven't listened to it, but um, I said that um, having Bill O'Brien is an upgrade from Matt Patricia, right? But I also said I know Bill O'Brien from Penn State when he was the offensive coordinator with Tom Brady uh, as a head coach of the Houston, Texas. He's very vanilla. Um, He will help Mac Jones to kind of settle down throughout throughout the game. But I don't think he's somebody you go to if you want a winning drive. Right. Like if you want a winning play, Um, I don't I don't trust him as 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 much as getting as to develop my young quarterback um I do disagree with K like I don't think this is Mac Jones last year um I believe that they invested in him they might give him one more year he's in that he's in that um space where um Daniel Jones were right like if he didn't at least be comparable, right, at, at least be a decent starting quarterback in the league, he will obviously lose his job. But I know he has Zappy behind him, and that's that will e- either make him or break him. But I be, I believe if he beats Zappy, but they don't win the division or they don't win a playoff game or they become, I don't know, fourth in the division, which I believe, this is a hot take, But I believe the Buffalo Bills will be fourth because everybody's better and everybody know what you're doing. Like, I'm saying their windows is closed until they get their locker room situated with uh, Stephon Diggs. But um, the New England, I picked them to be third or second. I'm leaning on third. Because I think the Jets is going to be improved with Aaron Rodgers. And um, I love Miami, barring injury to Tua. So those are my thoughts.
0: So that was perfect. The way Wicked just did it, that's how we'll do it. So we'll go team, and then you'll be able to pick whatever place you feel like that team would play. So I think everybody else was in consensus of the Patriots for the last. But I got to get my boy Tone. Well, he just disconnected. Maybe Tone will come back later and I'll give them the opportunity to talk about the Patriots when they come back. But everybody picked the Patriots to go last. So we'll go to the Patriots. We'll go Miami. So Miami, for me, you know, they made a lot of changes. Saeed's been in the group chat all summer long talking about how Tua can't stay healthy. He's been concussed. I've been seeing Mike Daniels with a little camera on the side of Tua's helmet. I don't know what that's going to do. But, guys, I'm not going to hold you. Miami is my favorite to win the division. I feel like they're the most talented team in the division. They don't have the best quarterback in the division, but as far as skills position, I think they have the best skills positions, uh right there. I mean, they still got to see what they're going to do at running back. Dalvin Cook is rumored to be going there, but then I also heard Dalvin Cook might be interested in going to New York. So it really depends. I think that's their weakness when it comes to uh, – their team their running back room is trash like pure trash like the running back year were trash and two was health if two was healthy he did show that he could play in his league he had good numbers last year he just could not stay healthy but they i like the addition of mike white from new york i feel like mike white if that would happen and he would get hurt i think mike white could come and lead this team to a postseason to a postseason berth. um so i got miami finishing one I like the addition of Vic Mangio. I like the addition of Jalen Ramsey. I think playing opposite of Xavier Howard. I know people say he kind of had a step back, but I feel like those two in the secondary is going to make some noise. So I like them to win the division. Um, I'll go with Brandon. Or Well, Biggie's not here right now, so I'll go with Brandon. Uh, your thoughts? We'll
2: go Saeed, and then we'll go uh, Wicked. Well, me personally, I got Miami winning the division. Um, I, I went back on this um, for quite some time period now, uh, Every since the moves, every since free agency. Uh, every since free agency ended, I went back and forth on this between Miami and Buffalo as far as, you know, whether Buffalo was going to um, win the division for what? what would have been. The fourth straight year it would be the fourth straight year they won it. Um, and for Miami, uh, it's been quite some time period since they won the division. Uh, so... Um, I went back and forth on this for a minute, but I'm going with the Dolphins simply from it's, – it's real simple. I think they have the best coaching staff in this division. Um, when you look at what Mike McDaniels did last year offensively, there were time periods where you would watch the Dolphins, and, yes, they got the talent, but there were time periods where you would watch them, and you're like, okay, they just seem like they're a step ahead of what teams – not teams, but – offensively, they're a step ahead to what defenses are, are trying to, you know, trying to counter against what they're doing, you know. Obviously, the talent with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle plays a part of that, but just how they run their offense is very similar to San Francisco. It's the same offense. It's the same offense. Uh, you have one of the fastest receiving duels, if not the fastest. I think we all can agree that it is the fastest receiving duel. But talent, Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but what makes them so dangerous, and I keep – I, see, here's the thing. My thing with Tua is this. Health wise, I get it. I get it. Because if he misses a significant amount of time period, even though I like Mike White in this system around this talent, because he has he's in a better system and better talent. If Tua, let's just say Tua misses a game or two, I definitely think depending on who Miami plays, Mike White can win him a game or two with that talent and that system based off what we saw him do last year. With less talent offensively, with the just with the exception of Garrett Wilson and that system. So uh, I think Miami is really set up. Like I said, it all comes down to two. Tua. Tua really had, y'all, two bad games in the regular season last year. If you really look back and look at the season, I know the first meeting against Buffalo was a defensive slugfest, but for the most part, he only had two bad games that I can recall. The game that he got hurt and came back against Pittsburgh on Sunday night, he missed a few few weeks. So, of course, he was going to be rusty. Miami ended up winning that game. The two games where I felt like he played bad was, there's no shame in it. You played against the best Stevenson football last year on the road against San Francisco. That was an East Coast to West Coast trip. And then you stayed on the West Coast the following week and played a desperate Chargers team on the road. You really look at his season, look at the numbers. There was a point in time period where he wasn't going to win MVP, of course. We knew that. But there was talks of it because of how elite his numbers was offensively, they were one of the best offenses in the league. So I don't really think there's no denying about what they can do offensively. Plus, they can run the football sometimes when they want to. I expect them to run the football a little bit more this year um, because of the system. And like I said, it's the same system. If you watch San Francisco or you watch Miami, it's the same system. Uh, it's, ant- it's all about anticipation throws. And there's a reason why Tyreek Hill keeps coming to the praises of Tua. It's not just because, oh, that's his quarterback. Yeah, that plays a part of it. But these guys see him in practice. I'm not sitting here saying this dude is some top five quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. We know that. We we know what he is. But I think you can win a few playoff games with this dude, and we'll see what happens uh, because of the talent that they have around him. Um, and defensively, we know that was their downfall last year. Uh, now you bring in a defensive coordinator who, for the most part, every defense he's coached, they've either been number one or top three in defense And Vic Fangio. So that's something that I feel like nobody is really talking about, maybe with the exception of down in South Beach. Nobody's really talking about that. Uh, they Now, I'm with Syed on this part. Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey are a little bit up there in age at this point. Um, I don't think they're no longer – I, I don't want to say that they're still good corners, but I wouldn't say they're elite corners. But they're still good corners. And again, like I said, in that system – I expect for him to flourish well. Bradley Chubb played in this system. I expect for him a four-year with Miami. He has to stay healthy as well. I think defensively, they'll be much, much better than what they were last year and then you combine with what they have offensively. So you have a coaching staff with Mike McDaniel and Vic Fangio. I don't think there's a better coaching staff in that division. As far as what they do offensively, which I think is better than any team in that division, what they do offensively. And then defensively, you could still put a legitimate argument that the Jets have the best defense in that division. But Miami's coming defensively. I still think Buffalo's gonna be good defensively. We'll touch on them a little bit later. I'm pretty sure that'll be the next team or the Jets is the next team, whomever. But Miami is my pick to win a division. Just from they that I just think they I like the intangibles better than any other team in this division. Um, Offensively, they're elite, and defensively, they're going to be much, much better because you can't, there's not too many defenses that have that that corner duo. Again, they're not elite corners no more, respectively, but they're still pretty good damn corners. And you're playing in a big Fangio system that he does a lot of things defensively that causes offenses headaches. So I, I like Miami to win this division. I really do. I actually have them as a top three seed in the AFC, I have them third behind Cincinnati and KC. So I'm very high on them, uh, and I'm going to continue to you know remain on that as, until we see something else dwell out throughout the season, but dwell on throughout the season. But I, I got Miami.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, I I, I disagree. Um, I, I I don't see Miami um, winning the division. Um, I listen, I listen. They're definitely the, at least they they're the third best team in the division. Could they could they maybe leapfrog the Bills? possibly but I don't see it um I still think they're a year away the reason why I say that is because of Tua I know Tua listen he proved me wrong last year he played well you know he put up elite numbers um especially at the start of the regular season that Baltimore Ravens game you know he finally sold me you know into really making me into a believer of, of him you know and Look, this is coming from a rival fan of course you know i've been doubting to a pretty much ever since his rookie year because you know the guy's been getting hurt and even when he has been healthy you know he's been uh, he's been average at best you know and and you know there's not been much you know i mean he, he didn't warrant the hype of being a top 5 pick so far until last season where he put up elite numbers and he was an mvp candidate you know uh, at stretches last season um mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, Brandon. Yeah, he had a couple of bad games. Um, I, uh, yeah, San Francisco was a rough game, but obviously, yeah, the 49ers have the number number one had the number one defense last year. I mean, that was that was brutal. You know, you're going from you know Miami East Coast to you know to San Francisco Santa Clara. Um, you know, West Coast trip. That's a, that's that's gonna be tough on any team. You know, to put up those air miles, and we've seen Justin Herbert, for example, vice versa. He goes to uh, – I remember he played against the Baltimore Ravens last year on the road, and he, he and he played a pretty bad game. So, you know, okay, understandable there. And then, obviously, you know, the Chargers, same thing. Again, travelling to to L.A. Um, but other than that, really, Tua went healthy. He, he was playing pretty damn good football, man, I, I will admit. But I still have the obvious question about Tua, and that's health. That's why I don't want to put them on the top, you know, um, because of health. If Tua, if Tua, like at least, if he misses three, three games, maybe three, four games again, how can I realistically say they're going to, you know, win the division? You know, if the Dolphins are going to want, if, they, if the Dolphins want to win 12 or more games this season, this coming season, Tua needs to be playing. Look, I, I we don't expect him to play every game, but at least, minimum, he's got to play at least 15 games. He can get away with missing two. But missing more than two, like three or four, that's a problem. You know, maybe, you know, one of the, the two games that he might miss maybe might be the final regular game uh, maybe might be the final regular season game. Where maybe Miami have already clinched the playoff spot and they're not really playing for anything. Maybe they've already got their seeding locked in place. Where maybe Mike McDaniels might might be like, let me rest to her for the playoff game, because obviously you don't want to put him out there where you you're risking him of injury, making him miss another playoff game because he didn't play in the wild card this this past season, you know. But um, but if Tua misses three to four games, um, which he did last season, then you know, um, or at least if he if he you know um, misses a, a certain period of the game where it's a close game where they really need their their star quarterback to play, you know, which might cost the Miami Dolphins a win, you know, because wins, you know. They're not easy. They're not easy to combat. Then I don't see the Dolphins winning the division, or even contest for a division. I actually have Miami at least winning the same number of game, same number of games than they did last season. At least nine. I could probably give them ten, but I'm not. I don't want to bank on them getting more than ten. In my honest opinion, yes, they've made improvements defensively. Jalen Ramsey, you say he's not no longer an elite corner, um, Brandon. He didn't have an elite season last year. Um, justify. There are some things you can justify. You know, the, the Rams took a step back overall as a team. Um, you know, and obviously, you know it's not easy playing. You know, as a corner when 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 your defensive um, unit is back, is riddled with injuries, right? And obviously, Jalen Ramsey was one of the most one of the more durable players last last year in in, in the Rams' down year. But uh, listen, I don't want to say he's no longer elite anymore. Yes, he took a step back, but I still think he's a top five corner in the league. Um, but he's not, obviously, you know, there's other corners that, you know, surpassed him, of course, like Pat Sertan and Sauce Gardner, um, you know, and Jair Alexander of the Green Bay Packers. So those guys have obviously fucked him, you know, right now. But Jalen Ramsey's still up there as one of the better corners in the league. Xavier Howard, I agree. And I've been saying this in the group chat. I think he's regressed. He's had injuries. Even his production has, has regressed and has gotten worse. You know, there's a few times I saw him last season where he got absolutely beat, you know. Um, and look, maybe bringing Jalen Ramsey in. And Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio knows how to coach. He knows how to coach secondaries. You know, he's a great, he's great at coaching secondaries. You know, and maybe he might help Xavier Howard, you know, rediscover a bit of that form. Even though he's a little bit older, maybe he can help him out a little bit, limit, you know, his, his decline. Um, we'll see, but that defensive line is the, the is the focus for me. That's where Miami really made the big improvements up front. You know, even though yes, Jalen Ramsey was a big splash in the secondary. You know, I, I mean Christian Wilkins in that defensive line, leading that unit again. You know, I've, I expect Miami's defensive line to really eat the season. Um, you know, I do expect them to be a much better unit. I expect them to be an above average unit. Because they're definitely better uh, talent-wise than you know than their rankings, you know where were at last year because they were like in the twenties. But you know, and so I expect them to be an above-average unit. Their offense, I expect them to be at you know definitely top ten, you know top five. If Tua can stay healthy over the course of the season, they've got two, two explosive re- receivers, easily the fast, the fastest wide receiver duo in. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle uh, leading the way. Um, if they bring in Dalvin Cook, that will that will make their offense even more explosive. I guess you know. Even though I, I think you know Dalvin Cook, you know, um, you know is, you know he's had some durability concerns, but that's obviously normal. Normal in a running back who's you know at least you know approaching towards their late twenties, but you know he can come in for like a season uh, on a contending team like Miami are supposed to be. I guess with Tua's health permitting, but, you know, none of that will matter if Tua's health is in question, man. Like, we've seen, this is a quarterback's league, man. You're not competing, I don't care, even if you're in the NFC, you're not competing for, for Super Bowls if you don't have a quarterback. You know, fully, especially a quarterback that's not healthy over the course of the season. We saw that last year. I think Miami, I think Miami could have probably, they probably would have won that game against the Bills in the wild Card if Tua played. I generally would. I mean, Skylar Thompson, their third stringer, not their second stringer, their third stringer had the Dolphins within three. You know, I mean, if Tua played, maybe they would have won that game. Maybe, just maybe. That's what I'm saying. They really need to be dependent on Tua's health this year. Because if he's healthy over the course of the season, then the AFC East gets real interesting. And then I really will be sold that it is a three-horse race. Because otherwise... Right now, based on history, I've got only the Jets and the Bills competing for the division outright. I think the Jets and the Bills, I think they're on a the collision course to win 12-plus games, whereas the Dolphins probably just fall short and win probably 10 games. Maybe maybe 11, but I'd say maximum is 10 for me unless I see Tua stay healthy and at least back up. Can he back it up? You know, that's the most important thing. He's proved that he can put those numbers up and be elite at times. Can he back it up? Because if he can, then I will say, yes, it gets real interesting where it's a three-horse race and the AFC East becomes exciting. Because I want that as a fan, even though I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. And I want, obviously, I want the Bills and Dolphins to, to not be anywhere near the Jets. But I mean, but as a fan, as an NFL fan, you know, glued to the screen, like you want to see compelling drama going into the final weeks of the season. So if Tua stays healthy, then, then I can see it being a free horse race. Otherwise, it's going to be the Jets and the Bills for me.
4: Yeah. Um, I actually see see them winning the division, even if Tua's hurt, because um, let's not forget, um, Saeed, your backup is now their backup. So he's a dependable um, quarterback. So that's why they got him there. Um, so I believe uh, this is Miami uh, division to win. Um, I don't I don't agree with the Buffalo take because listen, if if your locker room is imploding, like you're you're going to have a tough time winning games. And their locker room is imploding at the wrong time. And it's only at the wrong time to me because they should have handled it in the offseason, but they let that shit slide and now it's coming into into training camp. Tua Days, like, I mean, they have the talent to overcome that implosion, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think they got exposed by Miami and um, the Bengals. So, um, it's the Dolphins. Um, yeah, Tua health is um, critical. Um and I am worried about him, um, but I know he could do it because I, you know, I used to watch them in Alabama, and I used to see him put up numbers and be a leader and be accurate, right? Uh, he could do it, but, you know, he he is fra- fragile. I'm sorry to say, but he's fragile. So that's why they got that back up, and I'm picking them to uh, at least go to the AFC championship game. If not the Super Bowl. There you go. All
0: right. So we'll go into the Buffalo Bills. Uh, my take as far as the Buffalo Bills, I got to agree with getting this. Like, I, at first I had them at two, but now I got them at three. It's just a lot. Um, Stefan Diggs not showing up the minicamp. At first I was like, eh, you know, Sports Center, you know, you guys being around this time when it's when it's nothing really on after the finals, they're, they're reaching the final stuff. I was like, yeah, not really a big deal. But the more I dive and the more I do research and listen to other people's podcasts and other people's – like, this is really a big deal. And even towards the end, like, I don't know if you guys remember when they was – I think they – who they lose to in the playoffs? And Stephon, uh looked at um, – Bengals. I looked at Bengals bit, yep. and threw his hands up like, I was like, yeah, this ain't going to end well. But for me, it's bigger than just Stefan. You lose your defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, who's been called plays for the last two years. I know everybody's been telling me, hey, you know, uh, McDermott was a defensive coordinator. He That's how he started off his mark. You know, and they'll be fine, yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, it's different when you're a head coach. Like, if you pay attention to the NFL, it's hard to just call one side of the ball when you're a head coach because you're worried about so many different things especially at this time you're worrying about you got 90 people in your roster and eventually you got to cut it down to 53 that's not easy yes you delegate tasks to position coaches and offensive coordinators and the gm has his hand in there but your focus is on trying to get the best 53 for that roster injuries happen for sure training camp we have always see this somebody's gonna get hurt in training camp i pray nobody for buffalo gets hurt because i don't want to hear jeff go on a crazy rant <laughs> this 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 summer i mean this fall so I pray Buffalo was cool. But when you look at the issues, they have. They lost their offensive coordinator, who is our head coach for the New York Giants right now. The offense hasn't really been the same. Josh Allen, and I said this last year, and people was giving me crazy, crazy, uh, crazy feedback. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. But when you run the ball with Josh Allen on a consistent basis, it's a sign for failure. There's never been a quarterback in the history of this game who runs the ball. For that long period of time, and doesn't get hurt. Michael Vick, Cam Newton, like especially especially Cam Newton. And I, I still got beef with Ron Rivera for that because Cam's supposed to still be playing in the league. But his body got beat up. They treated Cam like he was a running back. And that's what I'm starting to see they're doing with Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's running, I don't want to say 50% of the play, so I'll dumb it down to 35-40. He's running way too much with the ball. He's an excellent pocket passer. When he's in the pocket, he can make plays. They got receivers. I like uh, Diggs. I like the kid. What's the tight end? Oh, shit. I can't think of that nigga name right now. Dang. What's the tight end name? Nots. Nots. Not, Knox. 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 I like Knox. Knox has a couple of good games. So, there's guys there. Their biggest issue for me is running back. And they still haven't addressed it all offseason. Like, you see the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley. If I was Buffalo, I would be like, hey, listen, we won Saquon. What do you want? A first, the second, the third? I would do whatever it takes. Josh Jacobs, I think, is still uh in the franchise tag. Go talk to Vegas. I still want to call him Oaken for whatever reason, but talk to Vegas. You guys need a running back because this shit with Josh Allen is is crazy. Like, that to me is absurd. Like, you need to find a running back be able to run the ball. Granted, they don't run the ball anyway. They want to run the ball with Josh Allen. But that's never been a recipe for success. So for that reason, I got them third. I got them probably missing the playoffs because there's other teams in other divisions that I think could be better. Like this whole friction stuff, they got to figure it out before they get to the preseason game number one. They got to figure out what they're going to do. Are they going to move digs? Are they going to smooth it over? Is it just shit that, you know, we'll laugh about later if they win the Super Bowl? Or we going to look back and say, hey, this was the downfall of the Bills? like Wicked said. Their window could be closing. I, I think it's open a little bit. I don't think it's completely shut, but Buffalo got some serious issues because the Jets are for real. Just, and I'm not saying this because I'm a native New Yorker. I'm saying this because I like the moves that they've done. For me with the Jets, and we'll get into them a little bit, my biggest thing with the Jets is Aaron Rodgers in training camp. We know that nigga hate going to training camp. <laughs> like, he's not a training camp type of guy hold
3: on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on I'm gonna let you get your rocks off bro I'm
0: gonna let you get your rocks off. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna
3: have to piggyback off that later on I'm gonna let get you but the Aaron
0: Rodgers we know from Green Bay always missing training camp he's never there but like I said we'll get to the desk later so I'm gonna let Brandon uh Saeed in, and Wicket get their takes on the Buffalo Bills for me I got them third I got them finishing third in the division and potentially missing
2: the postseason Oh no, I got him second. Um, I I think I'm not as high on them as y'all know, as I was um, coming into last season. Um, I'm not that high on them anymore. Um, I think offensively, this is still a talented team. It's still one of the most talented rosters in the National Football League. Um, The problem with them is, like I said, I don't know where the leadership is at. Um, They got a lot of veterans on this team, but I question their intangibles. They're very, and and Colin Coward. Uh, FS1 has been spot on with this franchise, this current team, you know, for the past couple of seasons. When you watch them, they're as good as any team knocking you out early. They're like Tyson. Uh, they knock you out early. Once they hit you and you can't come up from it, it's over. That's just how they are. Uh, but when you get this team into like a, uh, 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 you get them to the fourth quarter and it's close, it's just, the intangible situational football I still question with this team um, I thought there were time periods where they had they they were a little better in situational football last year in certain games but for the most part that's still a problem for them I was very very shocked at how they came how they came into the playoffs this past season there was no they had no business struggling against a, three, a third string quarterback against the dolphins at home I understand that's the divisional opponent but it wasn't like Tua was playing they, they had no business struggling at home against that team. You know Miami we, as we know ended up coming back late in the game and almost gave, and gave Buffalo a scare. And then the following round, how the following round, the next game, Cincinnati comes into Buffalo. How unprepared Buffalo looked for that game. I mean Cincinnati jumped out early and Buffalo just was. They had one good drive, if I'm not mistaken. They just looked completely unprepared again. A game that was home. So. I'm not high on this team as far as them being, as as like I said last year, them going to the Super Bowl, winning the whole thing. No. Um, I think the whole Leslie Fraser thing, him leaving Buffalo, I don't think that is that big of a difference to me and my estimation. This is still a talented defense. We know they lost um, Edwards, the linebacker, uh, to Chicago, but they still have the better of the two linebackers that they've had for all those years with Milano, who's just a tackling machine. Um, Von Miller, I'm real curious to see how he comes off a major injury. He's had some injuries late in his career, as we know. This was an Achilles tear um, or ACL, whatever it was. So, with that being said, I'm real curious to see how he plays because that's a big difference. Um, when he's active and he's out there, there's a different defensive line. When he's not, they just don't really get that much pressure on the quarterback like that. When he's out there, he causes havoc. Um, I do, like I said, I still like the second day with the two safeties, Poy and Hard. I still think it's arguably the best safety t- duo in the, in the game. Um, and then, you know, uh, Tredavious White is coming. Or he's or Now he has a whole year as opposed to last year when he came towards late in the season coming back from injury. Now he has a whole year to kind of revert back to his status, as, you know, at one point one of the top corners in the game. We'll see how that turns out. This would still be a talented team. You can pester them in for 10 wins or more. My issue with them, like I said, is just intangible intangibles in terms of situational football. That's what I question with them. Um, and that's why I have them second. I still think they're a better team than the Jets. And it's not even close with them in New England. So that's why I still have them second. I just like Miami better than them in situational. The three games, guys, that they played last year. Miami, even though Buffalo won two out of three, me personally, I thought Miami outplayed them three times. Period. It's just that, you know, sometimes it happens like that. You know what I mean? But I thought Miami gave Buffalo all they could in those three games. The first thing they won, obviously, we know the last two late in the season, that Saturday night game that was a classic. And the snow, I, nobody didn't see that coming. Everybody was questioning Miami, could they play Buffalo in that game? And they, they hung in there. Buffalo won the game, but they hung in there. And then we obviously – I just talked about the wildcard game that nobody saw Miami really being in that game due to injury with Tua and everything. So I have Buffalo second. I still think this is a playoff team. I think the Diggs situation, they'll figure it out. Diggs was just a competitor. He was just frustrated um at how the season ended. And he has every right to be that way. So I actually I think he could have handled, you know, maybe his attitude a little better, but you can't blame that man. He's had some heartbreakers, you know, especially Kansas City the year before that. Uh but then Kansas City the year before that. So um I think Josh Allen is going to have a much better year than what he had. I think him, and I don't know who the offensive coordinator is. I, forgot, I think he's still there. Uh, Dor- Dor- Dorsey. Uh, Dorsey, I think that they're going to have to figure out some things a little bit. I'm pretty sure they have in the offseason. They'll be fine in terms of them still making the playoffs. The AFC is stacked, but I don't think it's that damn stacked to where a talented team like the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, to my opinion, is still a top five quarterback in the league. I don't think nobody's debating that. This team is not missing no playoffs. Now it's possible but like I said because of the fact that the AFC, you know just in terms of how everything turns injuries or something like that but, but I just don't really see them missing the playoffs. In terms of like just just falling out completely there's seven teams. They're going to get in. Now, like I said I don't have them winning the division. I have them I want to say probably fifth. So that's the top wild card spot in the AFC. That's not bad. So, they just not winning the division this year which is something they won they they've done the past 3 seasons. So I have them. I have them. Uh, I got them as you know the second spot in the division. They'll they'll make the playoffs, but I don't. I don't. There's no no Super Bowl run or anything like that.
3: Yeah, I. How do I put this? The Buffalo Bills are a regular season team. Like, they're they are a team that will will you know blow teams away, blow teams out. In the regular season, when push comes to shove, in close games in the fourth quarter, I think there was a wild stat that I saw like um, a few months back that uh, I think it said that whenever the Bills are like heading into the fourth quarter, like in a one possession game, they've always lost those games. In uh, I don't know if it was in the regular season, including the playoffs, but like um, because I think in the Miami game in the wildcard game, I think they were up by two possessions. But I'm saying when it comes down to a one possession game, they've always lost. Um, so the Bills technically would have needed, in, in terms of them winning games, they would have had to have like blown out teams by the fourth quarter. They needed to be up by two possessions in the fourth quarter pretty much to, you know, for them to actually win. Because if it comes down to a close game fourth quarter, you know, and it's tight within a touchdown, um, you know, the, you know, the opposing team has, has a real good shot of beating the Bills. You know, it's not like the Chiefs where, you know, if the Chiefs are up by a touchdown in the fourth quarter, it don't matter because, you know, 15 is going to get it done. You, I mean, that team could be up by 14 coming into the fourth quarter and, and 15 will still find a way to get it done. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the Bills, uh, they're just a regular season team. They'll, they'll play this, you know, they'll score a ton of points. Josh Hammond will, will rush for, you know, 100 plus yards, throw for 200 plus yards and put up real good numbers in the regular season. But, you know, the guy can't get it done in the playoffs. Um, I know yes, I know he played well. I know he played exceptionally well in that Kansas City game, you know, and did everything he could to want, to won want that game. Obviously, defense let him down. You know, all they had to do was stop Mahomes in 13 seconds and they couldn't do that. But, um, but other than that, really hasn't really done much, you know, to kind of warrant, well, you know, our trust when it comes to him in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, regular season team, regular season quarterback. Um, I, I think they'll go to the playoffs. Uh, I, I wouldn't say they are, they are a complete lock for the playoffs. Um, I I think, you know, there's a good chance they could miss it if Miami and, you know, Tua ends up being healthy throughout the season. And let's say Miami puts up a fight with the bills. Um, but uh, I, I, I still think the, the bills are better than the Dolphins just mainly because of the co- continuity factor and also Josh Allen's health. Um, I know Kason. I know you said that at some point Josh Allen will get injured because of the way he's the way he plays, and I totally agree with. You. I do not disagree with you one bit on that. Hundred percent agree. I think at some point the way he plays, yes, it will it will hurt him in a long run, but you know, again, I I'm you know I'm making these predictions based on history and you know, history suggests that Josh Allen, even if he is hurt, will play through it and will play tough. Remember, he had that, you know, freak elbow injury at the end of the Jets game. We thought after that game, when, when you know, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter were, were, you know, tweeting out, you know, reports that, you know, Josh Allen has a UCL sprain and that how he could, you know, how he may end up having surgery. You know, that's the, you know, the Tommy John surgery that Ben Roethlisberger had a few years ago and that knocked him out for the entire year. We thought... That could be, that could really change the, the you know, um, the outlook of the entire AFC that year, you know, or maybe beyond. But he ended up playing through it and, and you know, he didn't play terrible, you know. Yeah, he had a few sloppy games here and there, you know, maybe the effects of the elbow, you know, that could be the effects of the elbow or just, you know, the, the team becoming a little bit exposed offensively, which I agree. I think they're a very one-dimensional offense and they've always, but not always, but, you know, I mean, Brian Dable did a good job. He did his you know he did a good job. He's just you know done, you know just didn't have a running game. I mean that's why Brian Dable's a head coach of the Giants because, you know he's you know he's pretty much done the best he could have with, you know a limited offense that in which is led by a quarterback who can do so many things. You know with his legs and with his arm. But um but but Ken Dorsey hasn't really maximized this offense enough. Yes, it's his first year. You know maybe he wants to sort of you know. You know, add some wrinkles here and there, so that he can make it. So that he can make the offense his own, and maybe we'll see that uh, this coming season. That's why I don't want to completely, you know, rip him. um, You know, from from last year. Even though I still think, you know, there are question marks about Ken Dorsey, but I'm not gonna, you know, like come out and just say, well, he should be fired after one year. Uh, Let's give him another season, and we'll see how that offense looks. If it somewhat looks one dimensional again, then maybe. A change will be needed because you're wasting Josh Allen's potential, but also you're you're kind of wasting Stefan Diggs' time. I mean, Diggs pretty much came to the Bills, got traded there, you know, in in the hopes that he could win a Super Bowl because you know obviously Minnesota was never going to be that team. Kirk Cousins wasn't going to be that quarterback that was going to take him to the promised land. Josh Allen was, and yet the Bills, you know, they they you know skyrocketed to the top. But they're kind of like they're kind of in this like they're in this kind of they're in the midst of a of a lot where they're kind of like they're kind of like descending a little bit. You know, and, and you know, I, I, I definitely agree uh, with, with Kay on this that um uh, and uh and wicked that um that the Bills, you know, they they are kind of falling off a little bit. You know, um I wouldn't completely say that they've they they fell off. Um, Like Tony would passionately say in the group chat, I would just say that maybe another season, let's see what the Bills look like. If we see signs of weaknesses, uh, you know, again, where they get exposed to the point where, like, you know, the Bills, you know, just cannot get it done anymore, uh, then I will officially say that their window's closed. Um, But I do agree, the window is closing. You know, the NFL, it's the NFL. NFL windows are so short. Yeah, I mean at best you've really got like what like two years maximum two years, three, maybe three year window. Um the Bills had two years, the last two years to go out and really win a Super Bowl. But you know, they just you know, they they fell short, you know, obviously against the Chiefs um a year ago and then obviously against the Bengals this year, and obviously the Chiefs and the Bengals are the two teams, they're the cream of the top of the AFC and and, you know, the Bills are in danger now within their own division with, with, with the likes of the Dolphins and the Jets getting better. You know, the Jets make a big-time splash with Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and think about it. You know, we're going to talk about the Jets next, and I've got a lot of things to say about them. Um, But the Bills, they lost to a Jets team last year that had no quarterback. I mean, I mean, who was throwing the football for the Jets last year, you know, against the Bills, you know? Um, and 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 the Bills lost to the Miami Dolphins in Miami, and I know, Brandy, you say that Miami uh, outplayed the Bills three times last year. Actually, the Bills outplayed Miami in the first game. They put up twice as many yards offensively against the Dolphins, but they couldn't execute. They couldn't execute. The Miami, Dol- the, the Miami Dolphins defense were like the were like the eighty five Bears in that game. They were like. They were playing like the best defense in the like they were like the best defense in the league in that game. You know what I mean? Um, even though I get it, you know, it was sweltering hot and all that. People are going to make excuses for the Bills you know playing in this heat and all that stuff. But you know we get it. But the Bills should know that they play Miami. You know, every year in Miami, so I mean they should know that anyways. But um, yeah, man, I, I like we saw signs last year that the Dolphins and the Jets were closing the gap on the bills. Um, and then obviously we found out that the Bengals had officially overtook the bills in the AFC, because obviously coming into last season, it was the chiefs and the bills with the Bengals knocking on the door with the Dolphins, potentially, you know, like knocking on the door and, you know, the Jets, you know, having a lot of young talent that could potentially maybe knock on the door, maybe this year, um, you know, um, so I mean, the Bills, I can understand why they're saying that the window's closed. I, I agree to a certain extent that the window may be closed, depending on what's going on in the offseason, because there's obviously there's a lot of shenanigans on the Stefan Diggs situation. You know, I need to see how that plays out. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that plays out in training camp. If Stefan Diggs doesn't show up in training camp, then it's a real problem. I know he didn't show up in, in mini camp, but you know, or, you know, he didn't really show up the first couple of days, but I'm saying if you don't show up in training camp, like actual training camp, then it becomes a problem. Then it'll become headline headliners. But we'll see. I still think the bills are the best uh, second best team in the division behind the jets. Um, just mainly because I trust them more than the dolphins. Uh, just from a standpoint, Josh Allen, he's going to be, I still think he's going to be up there uh, within, you know, with up there as like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, and will put up really big numbers and put the bills in, in positions to win games. Um, I just like I just trust trust them based on continuity at quarterback. Um, and, you know, I know they lost le- Leslie Frazier. Um, I think they will take a step back defensively. I still think offensively. I still think you know they'll they'll, they'll find ways to win. It's just in le- in the latter stages of the season, going into the playoffs, and in the playoffs, if should they get there, which I do, I see them getting there as the fifth seed. That's where the Bills will be exposed, and and that's where I I, I still think frail teeth will be shown. But I still think the Bills will be the second best team in the division.
0: Alright, because Wicked made his point already so we'll go straight to the Jets. Um, we got to write this show up pretty soon. So my take on the Jets. Uh, obviously, if you've been paying attention to the show, um, the Jets for me will be two. Potentially number one. And Zayid was saying, when I said that Aaron Rodgers don't like training camp. When's the last time y'all remember this man in training camp, a full training camp? Aaron Rodgers is either like, I'm not coming. I'm gonna do my own thing, or I want more money. So maybe this year is different because he's like, listen, I need to win a chip. And Aaron Rodgers, don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers is like my favorite quarterback of all time, besides Eli, because I'm biased when it comes to Eli. But besides Eli, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented throwers in the football I've ever seen. Um, Brady's the GOAT, but when it comes to pure talent, I haven't seen anybody that could throw the ball better than Aaron Rodgers. Um, me and Brandy was talking about it. Maybe Patrick Mahomes challenges him a little bit, but right now Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks. I love the, I love the uh, Jets' skill position. I love Garrett Wilson. I've been a fan of Garrett Wilson since he's been at Ohio State. Bruce Hall grew on me. I didn't really watch him too much in college, but Bruce Hall grew on me. He's come back from the torn ACL, so we can see what he can do. Um, I know they got a bunch of guys from Green Bay, so that already gives Aaron Rodgers a lot of chemistry already. The defensive, side, the defensive side of the ball is really good. Offensive line is, eh, I think that's where they're gonna have a lot of trouble if they can't protect Rodgers. But if they can make some moves, maybe guys show up in training camp, maybe they find an undrafted, a diamond in the rough in one of these undrafted rookies or something they got a chance but they're second only because i don't think they're gonna have enough time to build chemistry but i do think they're talented enough to get to the postseason i got the jets getting into the afc championship or i got the jets completely just being third or fourth in the division like that's their ceiling they can win the division and they can finish fourth like i know we're saying the can finish worse in the division but there's a possibility that the jets could lose this division i don't see them losing the division but I also don't see him winning the division. That's why I got them at too.
3: Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go on, on this. But um, yeah, um, <laughs> look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn into PJ in a minute, you know. But because <laughs> listen, when we can do our AFC North show, I, like I really want to hear wh- why he thinks the Steelers will win the division, but. Um, I'm sure you guys really, really want to hear me on why I I think the Jets will win the division. Um, Biggest reason why I think the Jets will win the division, simply because the the, the Jets' defense have had Josh Allen's number. Uh, Last season, in both games, the Jets' defense held Josh Allen. Last year, even when we lost to the Bills in Orchard Park, the Jets' defense actually held Josh Allen to his lowest yards in rushing yards and passing yards, both games. Um, you know, literally like Josh Allen, uh, not even just last season, but even the seasons before, even when the Jets defense on talent wise was really bad, the Jets defense actually, you know, limited and restricted Allen offensively and the bills offense. So, you know, you add Aaron Rodgers, who's going to give you guaranteed two touchdowns, you know, and if they, you know, if they can limit the bills offensively, um, I think the Jets. I I wouldn't shock me. The Jets actually sweep the Bills. You know, this season. I I still think those. I still think there'll be a, a split. You know, just to be just to be a little bit fair. I think there'll be a split. But it wouldn't shock me if, if the Jets uh, sweep the Bills. they you know they just have their number, and the Miami Dolphins. You know the, the, I would have loved to have seen Tua play against that Jets defense last season. Obviously, didn't happen. Um, but even then, you know. I, I just, the Jets, that Jets secondary, you know, if they had Tua, it would be a really good test to see how that Jets secondary would, would, would mount up against Miami starting quarterback in Tua, going up against Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle against those Jets, uh, Jets star corners and DJ Reed and source garden. Um, the Jets defensive line is elite. It's, a, it's as elite as it gets. It's a top three defen- defensive line in the NFL behind the, Eagles and the 49ers, you know, especially in their pass rush. That Jets pass rush, I expect that three guys on the Jets defensive line to get double-digit sacks. You know, uh, I expect the Jets to do better in fumbles as well. That you know they uh, struggled there a little bit last season, but in terms of sack numbers, they were they were right up there with the Cowboys uh, and even the Eagles as well. Um, So. I expect the Jets' defensive line to eat this season. I expect the Jets' corners to get better and actually evolve their games even more. Um, You know, I expect them to be a top-five unit again and and cause Josh Allen problems. Um, I'm not even afraid of the Bills offensively um, or even defensively for that matter. Um, The Miami Dolphins is an interesting one because, you know, we haven't seen them play against Tua. But also Miami have, you know, out of all the teams in the division, they've made the most splashy moves. They've made more splash moves, you know. So this Miami Dolphins team will be a lot different than last season, especially defensively because they've got a new defensive coordinator um, in Vic Fangio. Um, So we expect, um, you know, Vic Vic Fangio to, um, you know, to change up the defensive scheme uh, massively. um, But it will take some time, you know, for, for the Miami Dolphins defense to kind of really buy into that system. So I expect the Jets to take advantage of Miami, you know, that defense, you know, going through their growing growing pains earlier in the season, um, and also like offensively, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, you know, how far could the Miami Dolphins offense go? Even if Tua is healthy, we don't know. We need to see. Uh, but with the Jets, they've already got the team in place. They've already got that top five defense, as I mentioned. They've got young skill position guys on, on, on the offense. Brees Horse coming back from his ACL injury. Uh, I don't think he'll play in week one, but I think he'll probably play maybe week two, week three. But he's actually, um, he's ahead of schedule. Um, so, you know, he should participate uh, later on in training camp. Won't be in the first couple of weeks, but more so like like later on in camp. But, um, but if the Jets, like to say, if they, if they were to bring in Dalvin Cook, who is being rumoured to go to the Jets, and I think the Jets are front runners as of now, from what I'm hearing, we'll see. Um you know that will be a big addition to that will be a big addition in their in their um in their backfield. Uh, they drafted this kid. Um, I can't pronounce the second name. It's Israel aberkina uh, He's from Pitt. Um, we drafted him in the fifth round. Um, and he's supposed to be really really uh you know he's 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 supposed to be a really high productive running back coming out of Pitt. So we'll see how he does. Um, so he'll he'll get his sh- um, fair share of carries. The Jets will. You Know we'll, we'll, we'll rely on that, um, their running game at times to help Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, you know, at times as well, uh, to go with that defense. Um, the biggest question mark I have on the Jets is, um, can you guys hear me, by the way? Sorry, my screen's frozen, yeah, we can hear you, we can hear you. It's on my screen's frozen. <laughs> Normally, you know, my avatar's got my mouth moving, but but um. For some reason, it's not Um Yeah, I think...
4: Now we can't hear you. Can you guys hear me? See, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear
0: you. We can't hear Saeed. We lost Saeed. So one of you has to jump in until so they get back.
4: Yeah, you know, I mean... The Jets are obviously the favorite to win this division, the addition of Aaron Rodgers, of course, uh, with the young weapons, with a great front line, as Saeed were saying. Um, I don't know a lot of movements uh, on the Jets, to be honest. I just know the obvious ones. I'm not going to go ahead and list off every player by tackle to third-string cornerback, but um, I do believe it is an improvement. and last year they were in all of their games down by one score. So this year, I mean, we've seen teams like that 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 struggled, but you, you know just needed an addition, uh, either a receiver, a running back or a quarterback, most likely a quarterback. and they got that. They have Aaron Rodgers and um, it should be fun watching them and seeing that journey. Young, hungry defense, young, skilled positions with people that Aaron Rodgers brought with him, uh, so he can trust as a security blanket. And I do believe that um, they're going to make some noise. Um, I I picked them second, you know, and I want to leave them there because I believe there's going to be some growing pains and some. And some important games that they won't be on at the center.
3: center. That's uh, so, Con- so Connor McGovern at center. Elijah Verrucker is coming back from his uh, bicep injury. He uh, he was one of the standout uh, left guards uh, last season. He
0: actually he, uh, Elijah
3: Verrucker could play all over the offensive line. He played at right tackle last last season at, at times. Played at right guard. Played at left guard. Um, he even slotted in at left tackle at one at one point in his rookie year a couple of years ago. So the Jets' interior offensive line, I have no issues. Um, they drafted a center as well, and Joe Tippmann, in, in the second round as well. So i got no issues on, on their interior offensive line. It's the outside, it's, you know, the tackles I'm worried about. If the tackles can stay healthy over the course of the season, I think the Jets' offensive line will be an above-average unit, maybe like a maybe a top 15, top 13, top 12 unit, if, they, if the tackles can stay healthy. If not, then they'll be in the 20s. And then maybe that will probably be a, a hindrance in Aaron Rodgers' play this coming season. Um, even though Aaron Rodgers is one of the more um, mobile quarterbacks for his age, you know, which is kind of rare for a quarterback, you know, in his late thirties, about to turn forty uh, later this year, you know, he's quite a mobile a mobile quarterback. You know, he can maneuver around the pocket. He's not like Tom Brady, who's a statue. Tom Brady needs a good offensive line. He Needs a great offensive line. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, you can get away with maybe some, you know, some mishaps in the offensive line, but you can't get away with it for over the course of the season. You need a good offensive line throughout the season, you know. Um, and if they don't have that, then you know, there will be some slight, there will be some concerns about, you know, can this offense function? Um, I like the Alan Lazard edition. Um, I like that edition. Um, he's I've always said he's a number two receiver Um. even when he was at Green Bay uh, those years when they had Devante Adam, Adams you know he was the number two receiver he would average at least between 600 to 900 receiving yards Garrett Wilson will get a thousand yards in receiving I think he'll get well over that again um, you know I mean Garrett Wilson had 1,100 yards with four quarterbacks who were all pretty much like pretty much buns. no disrespect to old man Flacco even though he he put up some good numbers at the start of the regular but, you know, he's all, you know, an old man, Flacco. You had Zach Wilson, who was very bad. Mike White played, you know, played relatively well at, at points. But, you know, but then again, he, he eventually kind of frailed away. And then you had Chris Trevler for a freaking quarter against the Jaguars on Thursday night. That was embarrassing. You know, he still put up on 1,000 yards in receiving. Um, I like the tight ends. They, I like the tight ends they have. Tyler Conklin's going to have a productive year. I think he'll do well. CJ Uzama, they were very underutilized last season, but that was mainly because the quarterback play was really atrocious. So, you know, we always always knew that the Jets were a quarterback away. They had the defense, they had the skill position guys on offense and defense. The, The missing link was the quarterback. That pretty much puts them over the top for me now in the AFC East, because we've seen them compete against the Bills. And go toe to toe with them in two games. We've seen them, yes, blow out the Dolphins, yes, without Tua, I get it, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, they still had to face, you know, the Miami Dolphins defense, even though I don't care how bad they were, and still put up forty points on them. And you know, they st- and look, I know they lost to the Patriots twice, but I guarantee you, put any quarter, put Daniel Jones. I know, case on Brandon, you're in, you're a Giants fans. Put Daniel Jones in those two games for the Jets, against the Patriots, we would have won those games. I guarantee you, Zach is the sole reason why we got swept by the Patriots. Is, the Patriots didn't sweep the Jets. They swept Zach Wilson. They swept him out of, his, out of the starting spot for the Jets as a quarterback. You know, other than that, they competed in most games that they've played, you know, apart from early on in the season when they got blown out by the Bengals. But they've competed and competed and kept teams within touchdowns. It's just that they didn't have a quarterback to put them over the top. That's why I don't get why people are saying that the Jets are the third team in the AFC East or they're like, oh, they're not going to make it to the playoffs. Even with Aaron Rodgers, they're not going to make it to the playoffs. Those same people that are saying that said last year that the Jets are just a quarterback away. They get a quarterback. Oh, imagine they had Aaron Rodgers. They said that last season, in the middle of last season, when Zach Wilson was putting up real bad numbers and bad performances. They were saying, "Oh, imagine they had a Jimmy G, you know. Imagine they had, you know, a Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill, someone like that. Oh, they would be in the playoffs for sure." But now that we got Aaron Rodgers, there's even more doubters. People saying that we're not going to make the playoffs, even with Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, Kay, you're saying that 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 Aaron Rodgers doesn't like going to training camp. Well, the last two, if you're basing it on the last two years, last three years, that's mainly because his relationship with Green Bay, you know, fluctuated over the last two years. It, it, you know. It, it, you know, it regressed their relationship. You know, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers didn't see eye to eye. You know, this is a, you know the people in the front office drafted Jordan Love to be his replacement. They didn't believe in Aaron Rodgers anymore. Mike, um, sorry, Matt Lafleur and, and Aaron Rodgers didn't see eye to eye with each other. You know that prompted Aaron, Aaron Rodgers to kind of really question, you know, um, his um, his loyalty to Green Bay. Like, does he feel you know, like you know what I mean? And, you know, there were some issues and disputes here and there. You know, that's why I felt like last season, and you know, and Rogers had enough. That's why, you know, I felt like he, he didn't play the best, to, of the best to his abilities. Yes, sadly, yeah, he got injured. That thumb injury and the rib injury that he had over the course of the season didn't help. But I just felt like, but even before his injuries, you know, the Giants game and the Jets game, I know the, the Giants game is where he's got his thumb injury, but the Jets game... Even early on in the season, like you saw signs where, like Aaron Rodgers had enough to the point where we felt like, what was next? What was next for Aaron Rodgers? Really, that's why Aaron Rodgers was really contemplating on retiring because he didn't know what was what was next. He knew that his future wasn't in Green Bay, and he didn't know if there would be a team out there that would, would that would be interested in him, in him at his age. Or you know what I mean? And the Jets came calling, and Aaron Rodgers saw new light. You know, now we're seeing a much different Aaron Rodgers, like a rejuvenated, motivated Aaron Rodgers. He attended OTAs, Kay. He attended OTAs and many voluntary mini camps. Literally, the moment he stepped foot off the plane in New Jersey, like the guy went straight to practice, you know, went straight to meeting his new teammates and went, you know, went to to dinner with his new teammates in the New Jersey, New York area, you know, going to Broadway shows, went to the Knicks game. A couple of times, went to the Rangers game, you know. I'm um, still waiting for him to go to uh either the Yankees or the Mets game, you know. Um, I'm sure he will do at some point. Um, but like, you know, like he, he, you know, you see Aaron Rodgers embracing the New York culture. You know, he's not like you know, you know, trapped in his in his home or apartment that he that he's got in in New Jersey and and just playing golf. Away from you know the the noise and the attention, he's in that. He, you know he's he's willing to be in that in that arena of attention because he's embracing a change. We're starting to see Aaron Rodgers be happy, be at peace with himself, and really embracing that change. You know I get it. People are gonna be like, well, what if the Jets lose their first two three games of the season and that you know, honeymoon period, you know, suddenly becomes oh it's over and the New York media will kill Aaron Rodgers to the point where Aaron Rodgers might be sensitive. Could that happen? Maybe, possibly. You know, it's New York at the end of the day. You guys know better than me over the, because you guys you, you guys live over there. I know obviously you live in Philly, K, okay, but you know the New York market very well. They can kill athletes no matter how good you are. But I'm saying, like, that's why I'm kind of confident that the Jets will be just fine because they got a home game prime time whenever when when have the jets ever had a prime time home game i know they had one against the jaguars but that was, but that was because they, they had to have a prime time game on thursday night it was, it was it was it was permitted in the rules that every team had to be on thursday night football even if you're the worst team in the nfl but i'm saying like i'm talking about an actual network like espn you know wanting a the jets game that should give motivation to these players that have been there during the bad years like quinn and williams got drafted by the jets when they were were terrible you know what i mean you know, like players, like players like that on the team. Like C.J. Mosley went to the Jets when they were bad during the Adam Gase era. You know, what I mean, deep like that should fire you up that you like you, you've basically arrived. Not arrived like in terms of like the top. You have to still prove yourself that just because you got Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean you're at the top. You you have to go out there and prove and earn it 100. percent But the Jets right now for me, like they're in a great place because they're they are embracing the attention. I haven't seen. Jets players, fans, you know, not embracing it. I think they've embraced they're embracing this is what they want to, this is where they want to be. You know what I mean? Like, and obviously we're always gonna be the Giants little brother. We're always gonna be. But 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 like this is the Jets moment where they can create their own, you know. I don't want to say like, history is a bit of a stretch, but this is where they kind of this is where the Jets have a chance to create their own story to where they can, you know. Be, you know, no longer be the team of the, the where 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 fans are wearing trash bags over their heads. They could be a team where fans can start to be proud and 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 embrace of what it's like to be a New York Jets fan. I mean, I became a Jets fan because you know, just watching them. You know, during the Rex Ryan era, I was a big Rex Ryan fan. I loved Rex Ryan's energy, and I said, oh, that coach, you know, that chubby coach with white hair on the sidelines, man, you know." yelling at his team and giving these motivational speeches. About, you know what, man? I'd love to play for that coach. You know, you know that, that, that really hard, gritty football, defense, running game. You know, the Jets were known for defense. They were never known for having star quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So, you know, the Jets now have a star quarterback. They have a defense. It's like the Jets have a mix of like the old style of what the Jets are known for with the defense identity. But the Jets finally have a star quarterback. Now, you're starting to see a new blood and, and, and the old Inklings, you know, being pieced together. And I think Jets fans like myself should be really excited, man, um, for the upcoming season. That's why I really do believe they'll win the division, you know, because I feel like just they, they have the pieces in place to really go and attack this. I've, I, I sense this being a similar type of impact to what Tom Brady had with the Buccaneers. Wherever that gets them to, wherever that gets them to the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, you know, time will tell. You know, I still think the Kansas City Chiefs will, will, will be uh, the representative team in the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, and the Bengals, I still think those two teams are, are the top two in the AFC. But I think the Jets, are, I think, I, I could I could put them as the third best team in, in the AFC in terms of the seeding. Because I really do believe, I really do believe in the pieces they have. You know, just, just the motivation, the happiness that, that, that I'm seeing from Aaron Rodgers. You know, like, and just, how he's embracing the change and being with younger guys, uh, you know. I, I really, I, I, am gonna, I'm going as far as to say I think Aaron Rodgers will be an MVP candidate this season. I think he will be a top three MVP candidate. I think he'll be in the, in the honors and in the nominations. Um, I really do. So yeah, that's my take on the Jet All
4: right. Um... As I was saying, um, I believe they're number two. And I know, Saeed, you're biased and you're excited that Aaron Rodgers is getting there and uh, doing all of that. But at the end of the day, football is football, and that's why they play the game. I give them two because nobody is immune to continuity. Um, That's why he has to show up to... um, Training camp. I know he, he don't like it in uh, case on Every veteran hates training camp because it's it's the same shit over and over again Like they've been through it. They, they don't want to go to a 17th or 18th training camp I know that but um I do believe that if he wants To knock to knock the dust off um, He has to go to training camp just to mitigate because there's going to be a game where there're going to be some miscommunication because he hasn't been there. He has been in Green Bay most of his career. So um, just out of respect of him, I give him two. And a division, I give him a wild card spot. They may make it to the Super Bowl because they, they do have a Super Bowl uh, caliber defense. And now... Some might argue they have a Super Bowl caliber offense with Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. I pick them number two, and that's a strong two, okay? So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, One one last thing. Um, Let's suck for Caleb Williams. How about that? How about the Washington Commanders lose every game? We get the number one overall pick, and we get Caleb fucking
3: Williams. You know what? It's it's a good year to tank. I, I will say that for sure. I mean, last year, like you know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, you know, both. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be good in the NFL, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I mean, they both went to nice, nice situation. The like, the I like the Panthers. I, I like what they're doing. Houston. I like I like the, the coaching hires that they've made. And you know, even though they're all rookies, um, but you know, like, I, but they've already got. A good pieces in place, so I think they'll be fine, but I'm saying this this is the guy you want to have, I feel like teams should, they should have, I feel like the, like the Houston Texans Um, I feel like especially Houston Texans, because obviously the Panthers traded for that number one pick you know, like, I feel like Houston Texans should have sucked this year I feel like they really should have like, you know, drafted maybe two, maybe a blue chip Obviously, mean, they drafted Will Anderson, but I'm saying they should have maybe drafted, obviously, Will Anderson at two and and then, like, trade away the 13th pick and get more picks for next year. And then, like, tank this coming season and get Caleb Williams, man. That guy, like, he is – he's going to be special, man. I, I can't wait to see Caleb Williams this coming season in college football. It's, it's a shame I can't watch Pac-12 in in the UK because their games come on like so late. Like I can only watch the big 10 and the sec, like, you know, so, but you know, you know what I mean, so I can't really watch, uh, you know, the PAC 12 games, but I mean, look, I can't wait to see Katie Williams highlights. He, you know, he's going to be the consensus number one quarterback in the draft. And don't forget, don't sleep on Drake may out of, out of, uh, UNC. I think, I think you'll be, I think you'll be really, really good quarterback too. So, um, uh, I mean depends, you know, some people are gonna bring some stigmas about UNT quarterbacks, but hey, I think Drake Mays may the real deal. You know, Caleb Williams is like the proto he's like the proto type, you know, like he's the like he's like the, the quarterback that if you're gonna ever create a quarterback in the lab out of the prospects of the last couple of years, um, he's the guy, man. He's the guy, man. Whoever tanks, I'm looking at the Buccaneers, even if got commanders should should really tank. I agree with you. I agree with you, wicked man. Yeah, man. I, I think the Buccaneers. Maybe the, if I'm the Rams, man, fuck it, man. Tank, man. You know, you're trading away like Jalen Ramsey. Like, you know, if I, if I was the Rams, I'd trade away Aaron Donald by the trade deadline, get some draft picks. Maybe if you can still, maybe get a first round, maybe, you know, or like high second rounder, man. You know, fuck it. Twice. Like, a tank for Caleb. You know what I mean? Like, you can get him from across the street. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's good, it's a good year to tag for quarterbacks for sure.
0: Well, Brandon's gone. So on that note, we'll end the show. Um, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh thank you to all my co-hosts that came on: Saeed, Wicked, Biggie, and Brandon. Brandon. Uh, our next division will either tackle the AFC South or the AFC West. Uh, but stay tuned, guys. I'll let you guys know when we're gonna do that show. And once again, thank you for listening to Phase One Sports a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Sellers Warner. Good night, guys.
3: Good night, man. It's great chatting to you guys. Peace!